The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. To Ronak Gopoldis, Director and Africa Analyst at Signal Risk on the line to us from the United Kingdom. And there's this wonderful news of a bit of a breakthrough in Ethiopia and a peace process underway. What can you give us, what insight can you give us on that one, Ronak? Good evening. Evening, Bruce. Uh, and yeah, nice to start the show with some good news. Uh, so the Ethiopian government and the, the dissident Tigray People's Liberation Front agreed to a truce on the 2nd of November. The deal was brokered by the African Union and the talks were held in South Africa, uh, which means that we've got this peace deal which will end the two-year-long civil war in Ethiopia. Uh, it's called the Agreement for the Lasting Peace and Permanent Cessation of Hostilities, and it's seen a number of concessions and commitments from, from both sides. So, you know, looking at the detail, what does it mean? As I've mentioned, hostilities are going to stop now. Um, there's going to be the restoration of basic public services and humanitarian supplies to Tigray. Um, and those have been cut off since the war commenced in November 2020. And more significantly, the TPLF um, has agreed to the disarmament demobilization and reintegration process for its combatants uh, who will eventually be reintegrated to the Ethiopian National Defense Force. It's also seen a a significant ideological concession by the TPLF, um, which is to recognize one single Ethiopian state and constitution, one national uh, defense force. So lots to be enthused about, uh, and we need to laud the diplomatic efforts uh, of the AU over here to bring both sides to the negotiating table. But fundamentally, this outcome is because of a significant shift in the momentum of the conflict, which saw the TPLF um, on its knees and they were at risk of uh, a total defeat. So great news, not a silver bullet, though. There are still some risks to implementation, um, which include the exclusion of uh, certain actors such as Eritrea and the Amhara from, from the talks, but definitely a huge step and a welcome relief in one of Africa's most populous and important countries. Um, so, yeah, uh, some, some stuff to be enthused about, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, peace processes, as we know, are, are complicated, thorny and fraught with obstacles. Talk about Mauritius's currency issues. Should we be worried? It's a weird situation in Mauritius. Uh, they're currently experiencing a currency crunch in financial markets. There's a shortage of U.S. dollars and, and euros. And at face value, it doesn't really make sense, um, particularly when you look at their external balances and their foreign reserves. Uh, Mauritius has one of the highest levels of import cover across Africa at around 15 months of import cover per month. Um, so this has really raised eyebrows around the Bank of Mauritius's classification practices, whether it's purely driven by economic factors or there's something else going on here. And the realities on the ground are quite concerning because it's creating this inflation loop uh, because businesses are not able to access foreign exchange, which has increased the costs for importers, which they've in turn passed onto consumers through higher market prices. Uh, so that's creating this loop. And then it also drives bad behavior. So businesses are holding currency, they're offshoring foreign currency, they're engaging in speculative activity because a strong dollar and a weaker currency a weaker Mauritian rupee um, means that, that they, and a lack of confidence in the system means that they, they're doing what they can to protect themselves in the short term. Um, so, you know, it begs the question, what's actually happening over here? And I think there, there are a number of factors to take into account. So first is the structural dimensions. Mauritius is a small, open island economy, uh, which runs twin deficits. So it's always going to be somewhat vulnerable to external dynamics. 
Um, but I think more importantly, the main foreign exchange generators in the country, which is investment and tourism, have been underperforming. So FDI dipped to a four-year low last year, um, and portfolio flows have been on a, going out on a, on a net outflow basis since 2017. So those are important factors, plus the fact that uh, compared to 2019, where it got 1.4 million tourist arrivals, uh, last year it only got 180,000. Um, so that's clearly had a significant impact on the, the flow. Um, and then the central bank haven't exactly covered themselves in glory with the management of, of the situation with random sporadic interventions. Um, so, you know, I, I think all of these taken together explain the situation. Um, looking ahead, I think it is tourism season now, so hopefully some of these pressures will be alleviated. Um, and I think uh, a tourism bump could hopefully trigger a virtuous circle um, of stability in the market. But then you also need policy consistency and credibility uh, from the monetary policy authorities. And then over the longer term, uh, the structural challenges need to be addressed. Rona Kapoldis, Director at Signal Risk, thank you. He is Africa Analyst at Signal Risk on the line to us from the United Kingdom this evening here on The Money Show.